20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am Steve Perhatch, joined weekly by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What is going on, guys? Nothing, Steve. I'm excited. Excited about football. Arr! I'm excited too. I don't know if I'm excited as Dust as Dusty is, but I'm excited. OTA, Steve. Arr! Why do you take the fun out of everything? Seriously, we just started, and you're being a dick already. <laughs> no, okay. I'm trying to Come listen. On. I don't know Come where on. that. I don't know where the happy medium is, Steve. You you complain that I'm listless to start the show, that I'm not excited. So then I try to amp it up, and then you think I'm being condescending. I don't. I don't know the middle ground. Come on, stop. I, I can, like it. I, hey, I positive, tell. positive thoughts turn into positive actions and positive everything I've, else. I've got one, and I've got eleven, Steve. I don't have anything in between. Dusty, I don't. I don't I know where it is. I can tell when you're faking it. <laughs> we are off to a stellar start. I love it. I love it. We have some. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Actually, a lot of small, different things, avenues we're going to go into. We're going to start with the fact that the future NFL draft sites have been announced today. Uh, there's four of them, uh, three of them that have been announced. We still have a TBD for 2022, but. In progression, we've got 2020 in Las Vegas, uh, which Sarah told us earlier was going to be lit. I think is that, <laughs> that's right. I think that's how she said it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, 2021 is the Toilet Bowl of Cleveland. Awesome. <laughs> 2022 uh, TBD, but I actually heard rumors of Los Angeles for that one. Yep. And then 2023 is confirmed as Kansas City. So we kind of jump in. I mean, your your initial reactions, and then I want to take a little dive in. I know the Packers have put in bids to to host the NFL draft, which I think would be awesome. I want to see if you guys actually think it would would happen. Sarah, do you want to lead us off and tell us how lit Las Vegas is going to be? <laughs> I think Las Vegas is a great place for the draft to be. There's just a lot of stuff to do, a lot of things going on, plenty of hotels for people to stay at. I think we saw in Nashville, there was like so much activity going on, so many things to do. Just It was almost like chaotic, but in a good way. And that's like the perfect way to describe Las Vegas. So I think it's very interesting that it's going to be there. I think it'll be successful. I think it'll draw a lot of people. The new stadium is also opening that year because the Oakland Raiders are going to be moving to Las Vegas in 2020. So that's something to note that will probably be either finished or very, very close to being done. So people will be able to see that, kind of get a look at what that's going to look like. And I think it's a good idea. Dusty, do you have a smart-ass comment about the NFL draft, or do you want to? I don't. I honestly, <laughs> the the draft sites, I, I don't know, don't concern me too much. It seems fine. Like, I'm not going to be able to afford to go anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'll just watch for my TV, and the stage will look roughly the same, and that's fine. That's fine. No, I, I mean, you're right. It's... It doesn't matter. I like that they move it around. I think that's yeah. a really smart business decision. It's going to be – it's great for NFL fans to have it all over the country so everybody hopefully gets an opportunity to go someday. Uh, so You get great. wider fan bases able to boo Goodell. It's not just Jets fans <laughs> anymore. You get, like, people from all over the – like, it's a really cool play way to, like, for everyone to come together. Yeah, and, and I It's think amazing. I think it's great. It's hilarious because we see in politics, sports, literally everything, people – 
from every state and every region and every area of the country, they can never agree on anything. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. some reason, everyone can collectively agree to boo Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. And no matter where the draft is, that seems to happen. So that's interesting. It's heartwarming. Have, yeah, you're right. I have Sarah. no doubt that that will happen in mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, Ed, it will happen in every single one, and he will laugh all the way to the bank because he is making like fifty million dollars a year. He's like, "Bring it on, bring it on!" But I digress. Uh, so we also want to talk because there. It also came out that the CBA is apparently already under talks. The NFL and the NFLPA are actually being civil. They're moving and progressing. They've had some good talks, which we're all kind of shocked by. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Dusty has a joke that he would like to go to put along with that. So uh, Dusty, the floor is all yours. Well, uh, this, wow. is, this is all I've got. You know, it's really, it's awesome. That's progressing. I think it's great. We, we don't want another lockout. You know, we, we've gone through that before. Uh, it's no fun. My, my main concern is it's in, um, they're in Minnesota right now. Um, kind of talking about this. So I, what I'm really excited to watch or not excited to watch, I guess, is just, it's all going well now. Everything's looking great, man. Everything's looking awesome. And they're going to find a way to blow it in terrible fashion at the last, last minute. So I just know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> See, it wasn't terrible. I told you guys it wasn't bad. <laughs> I said relevant. I said it was relevant to this podcast. It was. So. Great comparison. I, I will get that's it. That was better than I thought it would be. Thank you. Yeah, I was. I, I literally thought that I would need we'd need to insert the uh, the rim shot. <laughs> uh, I was going to say someone could, but I think I edit this thing, and I'm not going to do, do that. So you do, and I wouldn't expect you to do that because I asked you one time to to cut something out, and you just kind of shake your head like, "Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. I just ship it off to Andy, and we go." That's I just catch up the sound a little bit. Yeah, every now and then I do. I, I, I'm busy, Steve. I'm tired, you know. All you had to do, I, I called you dustily. All you had to do was cut it. All you had to do was cut your name from somewhere else, and it would have been fine. You could have pasted right over it. It would have been great, but no. Actually, Ooh. the reason I didn't do that is because I've gotten a lot of weird nicknames and a lot of weird mispronunciations of my name and spellings over the years. I've never gotten that one, and I thought I it was hysterical. pronounced Dusty wrong. Like... By looking at it on a piece of paper. I can understand if you're, like, talking fast on yeah. a podcast and you accidentally are, like, dustily. But, like, yeah, if that... your name was on, like, a piece of paper and I read it out loud, I don't know how I would. Well, I've gotten – my last name gets it a lot. And, and people type out my name. I used to work at a bookstore and they'd write up right about the schedule. And I get uh, dis2 because those uh, – some of those letters are close together. So I've gotten those. So I've picked up weird nicknames like that. But I've never heard dustily. I liked it, and I kept it in. It wasn't laziness on my part, Steve. It was it was, it was was an appreciation because I didn't hate the nickname. Well, I, that's good. That's very good to know. <laughs> very good to know. The, the Packers have been busy. OTAs have been going on. Uh, Rodgers had a good portion of time where he talked to the media. And, Dusty, I just want to turn mm. this over to you because – he discussed his Game of Thrones yeah. appearance, and he actually was spewing some fire. From what I from what I understand, yeah. I don't watch I don't watch Game of Thrones. He, did you see what I did there? The dragons and spewing fire. I didn't, but thank you for spelling it out for me, Steve. Well, sometimes I know you're not too smart. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but please, please drop us some knowledge. Uh, tell us all about the. Do, you, do we need to do a spoiler thing? Like, if they haven't list, seen the end of Game of Thrones, they should turn off the podcast for a minute. You know what? No, I'm. I, I thought about yeah, it. I'm I not. Like it. I, I think like I'm it. not going to jump into that. Um, just kind of general reaction. I mean, first of all, the the interview that it was taken towards the end of a full interview, and the full interview was about 
you know, 14 minutes as locker. And the whole thing, if you guys haven't got a chance to, to watch it yet, watch it. It's tremendous. He kind of talks Very about um, some of the struggles of, uh, of, of kind of learning a new system after all this time. And, and I even dropped a, uh, what do you say? I think Tim Boyle is ahead of him in, uh, in like a formations quiz. And so he's, he's got to kind of button down cause he doesn't want Tim Boyle to beat him at that. Um, kind of, you know, talking about, you know, a lot of the new guys in like the whole interview is great. And he's, um, you know, he gets a lot of hate, especially last year for the way he responded to certain questions and body language and all that stuff. Um, he the through the whole thing he was just his his affable self. Uh, the whole interview is great. But he closes off with the Game of Thrones stuff. Kind of starts off talking about who he actually was because we we talked about that last week. Had no one was really sure who he was, so he kind of confirmed who he was, which was cool. Um, and then after that, he just uh, they basically asked him if he liked the ending, and his response was tremendous. His response was tremendous. He just sat there for a second because he knew a week ago he was on the show. He obviously like knew the creators because they, they you know they walk him through some stuff. They contact him to be on it. He kind of takes a beat and he's no, no, I know I didn't like it. Why would I have liked that? And then he kind of gets into uh, like like a five minute like about a five minute thing of why he didn't like it, um, kind of how everything ended up and why it was dumb the way that ended up. Um, and I'm sitting there the whole time, like it was almost verbatim what I had been talking to someone at work about, like the how it ended, the ending was dumb, who ended up sitting on the Iron Throne was dumb, and the reasons why that person was picked for the Iron Throne was dumb. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to him talk about this, and then he's even spewing theories about the person who ended up on the Iron Throne and how they kind of navigated themselves there. And I was like, yeah, no, this is like the same thing I said. So uh, it's like listening to it was tremendous because, um, I mean, he's. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's like one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. He's out there just talking about Game of Thrones, just like with with passion, just with passion and obvious knowledge of it. Uh, that was that was just a lot of fun, and he kind of you know was joking around, and I just listening to him talk about it was tremendous. And I agreed with pretty much every single thing he said. Um, there's one thing I disagree with him on, kind of uh, that I don't want to get into here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was, I don't know. The whole thing was amazing. If you watch game of Thrones and you haven't watched that portion, but that portion of the interview yet, watch it. It's amazing. And he's on point with everything because he's Aaron Rodgers and he's super smart. And even if you don't watch game of Thrones, I would still watch it because it's like, you just never get to see him be that candid. I feel like he was so into it and passionate about it. And it almost like when I was watching it kind of brought a smile to my face because he was so excited about something that wasn't the playbook football and, you know, getting heat for something that he said or not being a good leader and, or anything along those lines. So to kind of see him like be happy and really passionate and into something that wasn't necessarily football related was really unique. And I hope is something that we see more into the future. Yeah. I feel like you got a really good feel of his personality. I mm-hmm. really, really dug that. And it's been a while since since we've kind of seen him like that. So it was kind of awesome. I, I can almost guarantee that we're never going to see that that reaction out of him be, because he's never going to get invited to be a cameo on anybody else's show. <laughs> he was in the office. That's a lie. He was in the no, office. No, no, no. I said he's never going to be invited. And I think it was a good show. I think Steve was talking about a good show, Sarah. <laughs> Can I mute Dusty? How can I mute Dusty? Just fine without you. If you've got to jump off, that's cool. That's cool. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. First new tactic show I like. 
then you say you won't even care if I leave. <laughs> this is taking a turn. This is taking a turn real quick. Today. Yeah, it was just. To, I just thought it was very interesting to say be so happy and like he was so proud that he was on the show. And what I what really I took excited. that what and I then took he that just to jumped on it. What I take it to mean is that like he's not afraid to follow his convictions. He's not going to be swayed by something just because someone gave him a role. He's going to be honest. Like you could see him think yeah. about it in his mind. Like is this worth it? Then he's like, there I, were, I can't. There, there was no giving. You know, he had to go out and ask for that. There's no giving. They they didn't mm. say. You know who we need, who we need to go get for Game of Thrones is Aaron Rodgers. We well, and he was he was talking about one of my favorite things. He was talking about because he went. I can't remember where he went. It was overseas. Uh, to film it where they were filming it and they were like what was it like over there like how are the people and they were like he was like nobody knew who i was he's like i wrote like i rode in a cab he's like i'm walking around he's like it was it was like not a single person had any idea who i was because no one didn't he say he went to like a packer bar and there were like six people in there (laughs) i don't i don't recall hearing that but i was at work when i was watching it so it's possible i just missed that i'll uh yeah we'll, we'll get you guys we'll get you guys talking about otas and and your initial reaction, I'll do a quick search, but I'm pretty positive I saw that okay. he, would, he went to a bar and there was like a Packer bar and there was like six people in it. <laughs> but OTAs are going on. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get, I've got my opinion as to what OTAs are. And I just want to get your initial reactions as to what's been going on for the Packers in shorts and underwear and t-shirts for the last couple of days. Why don't, Dusty, tell me what you, uh, what you've noticed so far and what you've, what you've gleaned from the Packers OTAs. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched like a minute and a half of, of blocking drills half speed with no pads today. Um, so I, I have a sickness. Um, I didn't enjoy it, but I watched it anyway. So I I couldn't tell much except like, oh, Lucas Patrick seemed to hold his ground better than Jason Spriggs. But it doesn't really tell you anything. But I watched it. So there's that. Um, the one thing I really, really liked was uh, there was a quote from Tremont Williams on Darnell Savage. I believe it was after their first uh, first session. Uh, but he Tremont was just um, – I'm actually just going to read it. He says, you know, it's funny with Darnell. Even before he stepped on the field, I recognized how smart the kid was. And with most rookies, you don't see that right away. Like you wonder, okay, can he pick this up? Can he do this? Can he do that? But, man, the kid pretty much knows what we've done – what we what we done put in already. He's asking for more. Uh, you don't get that from rookies asking for things already. That's just not what rookies do. Uh, and then he goes on a little bit after that, and it's kind of more of the same. Um, I thought that was kind of tremendous. You know, Tremont's a guy. Um, I don't recall. You know, he's been around for forever. I don't recall him talking this way about a rookie before. Like, I don't think he's a guy that necessarily goes around just saying this guy's amazing. I've never seen a rookie do this before. Uh, so this, this seems like high praise from Tremont. And then also uh, just, it, it gets me super excited for our savage out there because I mean, obviously out of a free safety, you need a guy who's willing to put in the work, who's, who's smart. He's willing to learn. He kind of wants to get more into the system. He's got those kinds of questions. So to kind of hear Tremont uh, Williams say that about, the rookie free safety who's going to be playing a big, big, and we talked about this last week, like one of the, like the guy who's probably going to be, um, maybe the only surefire first year starter in this draft class in a big position of need to hear that praise from a guy like Williams is huge. So that's my big, my big takeaway from OTAs is I was excited about Darnell Savage already. And just hearing Jamal Williams talk about him has just got me beyond excited to see him on the field. I got, I got really excited too about the fact that they didn't, mess around and you know start him with the third team and things yeah, like that yeah. they just they put him That's with true. the ones right away yeah i'm like all right this is our guy and i mean i think they they even talked uh Patton was talking uh earlier today and said how you know he imagines that savage is going to be the free safety type and 
Amos is going to be the strong safety, but he really likes their interchangeable. And that's yeah. something that's very important in his system and how both those guys can interchange into those positions. And I, I, I mean, it's just one of those things you just like, it gets you like, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up a little bit. I'm like, I want to oh, see yeah. some football for sure. For sure. All right, Sarah, what'd you see? Um, I saw a quote from Aaron Rodgers, speaking of Aaron, about <laughs> Billy Turner. So as many of you listening probably already know, Packers signed Turner to a four-year, $28 million deal in free agency. Um, he was previously playing for the Broncos, and he's is a right guard, and he was there today in the OTAs. And Rodgers, I'll read the quote kind of like how Dusty did, said, the guy I have to say I'm really excited about is Bill at right guard. Just his presence in the huddle. He's a big dude, a no-nonsense guy, but also has a great sense of dry humor. He's been a great addition to our group. As a quarterback, the protection is important. As I, and as I look across the line, I feel great about that five. I think that's huge. There was a lot of times last season where you could literally see it through Rogers' helmet how frustrated he was with that group of guys at times. You know, people were hurt. There was no protection. Everything was going wrong at times. And so the fact that right off the bat, I mean, we're literally in OTAs right now. He has a guy that already immediately he feels he has a connection to, can get along with, is also a fun guy, you know, lighthearted. I think that's something huge to take Mm -hmm. away. And I think it's a huge positive thing that comes out of OTAs. And we were talking a little before we got on about, you know, do OTAs have that much of a benefit? But maybe this is something where they really – this in particular, is beneficial because now once they start mini camps and other training sessions, Rodgers is going to know right away this is a guy I can trust, a guy I can challenge, and who can also challenge me as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, OTAs, I think they suck. I think they're stupid. I think they shouldn't be happening. If you're telling me that there's things in May that these guys have, that they, they can't figure out, in mini camps and training camps, they can't figure these things out by then. Like you, you don't need these, these extra days. These, this is just an opportunity for people to get hurt. People, they, the, the NFL teams want their players to come in so they can make sure they're not getting too fat in the off season. <laughs> they give them their, the, you know, the, the piddly bonuses to make sure that they come in and do those things. I mean, Ruben Foster already tore his ACL. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Ruben Foster sucks as a person. And as soon as I saw that he tore his ACL, I did the the Elmo shrug of like, meh, don't really care that much. Like, doesn't bug me. Doesn't bug me that he tore his ACL as a horrible human being. But on the flip side, there's a uh, Dusty, I think we already talked about it too. It was, mm-hmm. There's somebody else that broke their foot. I saw mm-hmm. another injury that came out. So there's already three injuries that happened in OTAs that don't need to happen. They yeah. don't need to happen. Like, these are NFL players. They're they're professionals. They they should be able to do these things in mini camps and training camps, and those are the more important things than getting guys in. And I feel like that it's just pointless. I I, I love football, and I'm I, in a weird like as stupid as it sounds. Like I'm happy that it's back, and I'm happy that we're talking about it. And we have things to talk about, but it's still it's just such a risk for injury for everybody. It's okay that you're a miserable person, Steve. It's okay. It's okay that you hate fun things. That's cool, man. That's fine. OTAs are fun. Yeah. What? Sure. Why not? How is that fun? I'm having fun. 
watching, <laughs> sitting, reading about stuff on my couch. I'm having fun, Steve. Isn't it about me? Is that what this is about? I this was not listening. I was not listening to your thing. Is about. That's I, what the whole podcast is about is Dusty having fun. Yeah, I wasn't listening to what you were saying, Steve, so I assume that you made terrible points. <laughs> Oh my god! If I could punch you through a computer, I would. Yeah, they did it in Ghost Dad. So if you can just figure out whatever science they used for that, just just have right at it, Steve. All right. So we got a lot. Of, I'm just going to move on because you're, you're annoying the crap out of me. So we're just going to move on. We're going to move on. There's a lot of the coaches that came out uh, and talked for the Packers. You know, Patton was talking, Lafleur was talking, and. The guy that I freaking love is, and I'm so excited <laughs> the Packers got him, is Mike Smith, outside linebackers coach. And, Dusty, I'm just going to toss it to you because you kind of went in-depth and you, you watched the whole talk, watched everything he said. But, like, you just listen to that guy, and I kind of want to play outside linebacker. <laughs> it's, man, I mean, what, Fackrell had double-digit sacks. Well. You wouldn't end well, but I would, I would, I kind of want to play outside linebacker. Fackrell got double-digit sacks. I think you could do okay, Steve. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were hyped about that hire when they hired him. And then, and you're right, Steve. I mean, I didn't, you know, I'm not watching uh, press conferences for the linebackers coach in Kansas City. Um, so I didn't really get a good feel of his personality. But yeah, I love listening to him, love watching him. Um, yeah, he, he, the, the one thing that really stood out that I thought was tremendous was just the, uh, he, <laughs> he compared Rayshon Gary to a combination of D Ford and Justin Houston, uh, who he coached in Kansas City last year. Uh, and, and that's that's one of those things, you know, when you first read it, you're like, well, he's just he's blowing smoke. And I'm sure there's there's an aspect to it of that. But like he also could have said, like, I don't know, like he's he's good. He's a good rookie. Uh, he's going to be good for us. Uh, he's going to do a lot of good things. I like his athleticism. We're going to be able to use him. Like he could have given some generic answer, like throwing that stuff out there. And I think he also said um, he had Gary, uh, you know, he didn't have any say in the draft process, um, but he had Gary as his uh, number one defensive prospect on the board um, in the draft, and they got him. Um, so I, I don't think just – and, again, just listen to him. I don't know. I want to run, I want to run through a brick wall, and maybe he's selling me a bill of goods. I don't know. But he sounded sincere, um, and so having him hype that much for Gary – gets me i mean like i talked about with savage i'm more hyped for savage i'm also more hyped for gary now like just listen to him talk about Ray john gary is very exciting very exciting i think the best part about him too was he kind of went through how he doesn't read anybody else's scouting reports he thinks that's stupid he wants to watch the tape he wants to form his own opinion he wants all and for, i kind of I, I kind of was digging that i was just said mm-hmm. oh that's uh that's different <laughs> like every Oh, come on, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you and your stupid cold ruined my cake. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Sarah ruined it all. Sorry. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if you start back know. at the top, I actually can edit that out, Steve. <laughs> if you start back where you were, just I after I... Edit, no, I do sometimes. I edit out um, awkward silences and me making odd noises. <laughs> That's what I edit out. <laughs> So uh, I think that's good. I think we just keep this all in. Okay, I mean, that's, that's, that's way more on brand for us than uh, something out. So look behind the uh, door. Get, we'll we'll wrap it up. I like Mike Smith. I'm digging what he's talking about, and I think he's a, he's going to be a great great fit for the outside linebacker coach. Another interesting note for the Packers: they actually put in a waiver claim on the former Jets tight end Jordan Leggett. They didn't actually get him. 
but I just thought it was really interesting with the tight end room that they have. They mm-hmm. actually put in a waiver claim for a young, like a young tight end still like I get it. But I mean, you've got Graham, you got Lewis, you've got Tanya and you've got Sternberger. The, where, where's the room? I'm not, I mean, is yeah, that, I'm... is that a sign they're, they're, they're ready to move on from Lewis already or I mean, they're, they're not keeping five tight ends. I'm a little concerned with that because it's kind of confusing. Like you said, why are we doing this? It seems like this, there's enough spots, there's enough guys, but we're still trying to get a guy off waivers. So it kind of makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit. Are we not liking what we're seeing already in OTAs? Are there things going on that we don't know about, maybe personality-wise or players clashing with coaches? Do they not like the new playbook? really anything so I don't know exactly what the issue is but it does concern me a little bit that we're still looking for that right now yeah I mean it could just be like camp body but I mean you look at those guys they got they got you know Jimmy Graham I at this point I'm thinking Graham and Lewis are locks you know Graham um if they didn't want Graham they could have cut him earlier and then they're not on the hook for for the money that they're on the hook for now uh Lewis they signed for a one-year deal um clearly wanted him back uh Sternberger was a third round pick you know he's He's obviously not going anywhere, uh, which kind of leaves Tanyan, who I had super high hopes for because he flashed a little last year and he worked out this offseason with George Kittle from the Niners. Uh, so, like you said, Steve, I love those I love those four guys. And Sarah, like you said, like it's a is there something there we don't really know about or is it just a oh, we kind of like this guy. Maybe he'll show us something. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll put in a claim for him. Like there's no way to know. But that tight end position seems like those four guys are the four guys that they're going in with. It is. It's weird that they're looking there. It it could be something, and I hope it doesn't mean that that Tanyan's not showing much um, because I I really have high hopes from this year. Um, but you know, it also it also could just be nothing at all. Are you are you trying to piss off Andy, or is that? Like... <laughs> I said something nice about Tim Boyle earlier, and so okay. it's, I feel I like it's it's out. evening out at this point. Yeah. No, it's just I think it's just very interesting because it just seems to continually tell you more about Goody than than Ted Thompson of. That bottom half of the roster yeah. is something he he is not comfortable with. Just undrafted free agents, he is not comfortable with status quo. If he, it, it almost it's reminiscent to me of like going to baseball to the Brewers of David Stearns of if I can continually make my roster better, I don't care how it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. And if he feels that he's better than the fifth tight end that they have right now on their ninety man, then he's just going to do that. So. It, I don't I don't find it concerning. I just thought it was it was noteworthy that it's something that the, that they're still looking at. So I like the fact that he's continually trying to manipulate the the 90 man yeah. while they go at it and I'm excited to kind of see where they go with it. Yeah, I I'm not going to talk about it too much um because I know we're we're running along here, but um I I do want to say that if you guys, if, if you all don't have a subscription to The Athletic, um, you probably should. Um, but also Michael Cohen had a had a good article this past week, I think just a couple of days ago, about um, Gutekun's uh, strategy about building that bottom of the roster versus Thompson. Uh, that he kind of kind of went in fairly deep on that. That was a just, just tremendous article. Uh, so if you've not read that, uh, Cohen did that on The Athletic this past week. That was, um, oh, good read. And, I mean, you know, that, that, that team over there is great. Uh, so... Look at you! Say. Look at you guys. Sarah last week pumping like some random snack Instagram thing, and you pumped the <laughs> athletic, even though you're not part of it. 
that's good. We're uh, we, I appreciate that's a very nice of you guys. Look at us. Look at us. Hopefully they paid us to endorse them, right? That's exactly. true. I still haven't gotten any free snacks, by the way, Sarah. So I'm a little upset about that. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Well, we're still. Uh, oh, by the way, if anybody is able to find the 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 combos that have the yeah. pretzel with Actually, the vanilla yeah. frosting in them, please let Dusty know. We yeah. have to search all over. Uh, well, southeastern Wisconsin and wherever the hell Dusty is, I don't even know. Central I mean, Kentucky. Central there Kentucky. You go. Yeah. There you go. I mean, who, who, no, there's nothing there. Like, it's just grass and fields and stuff. So. I had to drive an hour to the nearest gas station and they didn't have them. And so where do I go from here, Steve? I don't. The I don't, nearest don't... gas station is an hour away oh, from Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm trying to oh, pick the stereotype. I, I live, on, uh, I don't know. I live, I live close <laughs> to the city. I'm 30 seconds from a gas station. <laughs> I'm 10 minutes from a Walmart, if that gives any people any landmarks. <laughs> we did. We have decided, though, because we've been searching for combos on a fair amount, and we have decided that apparently combos is now a gas station food only. Like, they don't and, have them at Targets. And Dollar Walmart. Store. Dollar. No, Walmart doesn't have them. Dollar Store does them. <laughs> Okay, I stand by it. They're gas station food. <laughs> We did want to, uh, we wanted to end on a fun note because normally uh, Dusty will join me and not ever, ever have anything he wants to talk about. He just leaves it all to me to create content, to do all these things. So all of a sudden, Dusty sends me uh, me and Sarah a message saying he's got four things he wants to talk about. And I was very excited. So Dusty wants to end the show by talking about uh, Matt LaFleur's playlist. So came out and had some ACDC, some Guns N' Roses, some Aerosmith. Which is pretty cool. It's a change of pace. So, Dusty, you want to lead us into your here's the your thing theoretical question. It's uh, I'm an old man, but that's old man hair metal nonsense, nonsense. Like it's like it's cool that they're playing that stuff, um, but it's it could be cooler, right? I mean, I I don't want to listen to Aerosmith, man. Like not when I'm working out. I don't want to listen to Aerosmith. I want to listen to something else. Not Do you want to so, listen to the Beatles? <laughs> Maybe, man. Listen, I got a Beatles song on workout playlist. I'm not. not no, ashamed, you do not. Not ashamed. I sure do. Ugh. It's all. It's all too much. Friggin' bangs, Steve. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, yeah. So my question is, and this is, you know, I just talked about old man hair metal, and then I'm probably gonna mention some old man stuff as well. But uh, it, you know, got me thinking of if you could sneak into the booth, not even sneak in the booth, if they gave you one song, they said, you. Steve Perhatch, you, Sarah Keller, you get to pick out one song, one song for them to work out to. What is your song? Um, so I've got I've got a couple to close out, but I want you guys to lead us off. So, Steve, if you get one song, or even a couple songs, you know, okay. you don't have to be strict. I'm what what to, songs are you picking? I'm going to I normally, when it comes to working out and things like that, I normally need, you know, up-tempo kind of stuff. So I normally lean towards, like, hip-hop, rap. So yeah. I would I would tell you I would go some Outkast mm. I would do some Kanye, uh, one of the ones I always that always kind of normally will end my workout when I'm you know if I'm running and I need to get some actual energy when I'm about to die because I'm old and way overweight uh, I normally will end with uh, till I collapse by Eminem oh that's on mine that, yes. one, that one can always that's a good get, one. That, that gets me back going and then. I will, I will tell you if, but if I'm going to mess with the Green Bay Packers and the last song of the day is going to be some in sync, I would play some bye bye bye, you know, ended out, ended out pretty well. That is actually my ringtone for my phone. And, uh, you know, I like it. It's always uh, a good boy band is never a bad thing. 
And if you tell me that you don't like NSYNC and that you don't like Bye 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 and you don't dance to that at a wedding, I will call you a liar to your face. No, we've been through this. I do not like NSYNC. I'm Team Backstreet Boys, but this is this is your time. You pick the songs. There's no judgment for me. It's fine, Steve. It's fine. Uh, Sarah, you get one or two songs. What do you got? Okay, on a serious note, I would do the song What's Up Danger, which you've probably heard but didn't know that you heard. So if you've ever seen the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. Mm -hmm. It is the scene... Coming to Netflix very soon. Yes, I'm very excited. When you, it's the scene where Miles Morales is like becoming Spider-Man and he like gets the suit and they're like telling him, they're like, it just takes a leap of faith. It's the song that's playing during that. Okay. So that song is on my workout playlist. Gets me really pumped up. Oh, actually I have another serious one. Another serious song I would play is Portal's. From the Avengers soundtrack, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's also on my workout playlist. Yeah, and then on like you guys are so cool. You're so cool. You said in sync, Steve. Sit down. Uh, On a funny (laughs) note, I think I would Uh... play. If I wanted to mess with them, I think I would do Baby Shark, (laughs) (laughs) and I would just want to see all the reactions. I feel like there would be some really good dancing going on maybe some people with like some of the players with kids would know the words and get really into it so that's what i would do as like a funny one i'd want to see their reactions all right all right um i've got uh man i had too many i had a really hard time whittling this down so i was going rock at first um steve you kind of awakened something to me with hip-hop um so i'm gonna get to that but i was i was going between um you guys listen to My Bloody Valentine? You know My Bloody Valentine? No. Sarah doesn't. I'm not asking, <laughs> I'm not asking you, Sarah. Uh, My okay. Bloody Valentine was early shoegaze. Uh, 91, they put out Loveless, which is an absolute classic. If you've not heard Loveless, listen to Loveless. The thing belongs in a museum. It's just tremendous guitar textures. I I've still have not heard anything like it. Um, shoegaze is up and down for me. Loveless is, is bonkers good. Uh, the first track on that is called Only Shallow. And it kicks off like legitimately one of my favorite openings to any song ever. Uh, so just like that, it kind of mellows out as it goes. But I could see that one kicking in, and like that, like that, that might be my number one. I think that'd be amazing. I don't know how well it would go over because I get halfway through, people would be like, "I don't, what's, I don't know what's happening right now." Um, but the the beginning, just play legitimately, just like the first thirty seconds, only shallow on a loop for three minutes, and and man, some stuff will happen. Some stuff will happen. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about um, uh, Pixies. Go back, Pixies. Also, same era of Trump Lamont, Planet of Sound. Just, just screaming. Just friggin is it bad screaming. that I don't know what these are? It's bad. I mean, but my bloody Valentine, I get. Because that's, you've heard of the Pixies, though, right? You got to know yes, the Pixies, right? I've okay. Heard of them? Pixies, like I couldn't if they if their song was on the radio and some someone was like, "Do you know who's singing this?" I wouldn't know, but I heard of the. Name. I need to give you homework because this makes me sad. This whole thing's making me sad. Um, my boy Valentine, I get they're a little more underground ish, I guess, or niche. Uh, Pixies, Pixies influence. Pixies influenced rock in a way that um, has. Oh God, are like, we going just, into the influencing of music? Listen, man. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, <laughs> everyone knows Nirvana, right? Everyone knows Nirvana. Yes. 
Yes. Did, did yes. Nirvana, Nirvana essentially crib their style from Pixies? And Nirvana influenced how many groups? And they were very influenced by the Pixies. So I'm saying just listen, listen to Doolittle. Just listen to Doolittle. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Um, Planet of Sound off Trompe Le Monde. Uh, friggin' just, it's two minutes of just sheer rock. And I think that would hype some guys up. Um, I mean, I was going to go like something funny. Like, I was going to go like share if I could turn back time was like was that was my that was i thought that'd be a good one i was gonna go with some some modern carly ray jepson uh because she's just good. tremendous like if you go uh like boy problems off emotion which would be which would be amazing but i'm gonna go jepson isn't she the one that sings call me maybe yeah if you're only yep. listening to the one thing everyone knows sarah if you're not <laughs> diving into her catalog sarah she sings that one song that's called i really 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 like you too yeah that's yeah her. i know Oh, that was a deeper dive. Say too much. Deeper... Yeah, you're right, Sarah. That is her. Yeah, she's got some hits. You're right. She's got some hits. She's got some um, bangers. She's got some bangers. I'm gonna go with my song. If you guys know this one, it's uh, "Ghostface Killers the Champ" off of Fish Scale. Uh, Fish Scale, one of the <laughs> best hip hop albums ever. Uh, they sample in some. Uh, it's not not exactly, but basically they they sample in something that sounds an awful lot like Mr. T from Rocky Three calling out Rocky. Uh, you get some Just Blaze production with just horns blaring. You got Ghostface Killer at his most Ghostface Killer. If you listen to the champ and don't get amped up, there's something wrong with your face. There's, I'm talking to you, Sarah. There's something wrong with your face if you don't like Ghostface Killer. You're going to have to send me these links. I'm so going, I, I will. I, yeah, I'm going to post them right after this. I'm going to put them up on Twitter. I'm going to tag you in all of them okay. so you can listen to these. Okay. Because they're friggin' awesome. Um, so that's what I got. So we got, what we got? Uh, Instincts Bye Bye Bye. We've got Sarah. What, what what was your official pick? Was it Portals? Or give me Danger. Give me Danger. What's up, Danger? What's up, Danger? Well, yeah. no, no. Instinct was not my official pick. No, that's what I took from that, Steve. Okay. Well, what's you that? didn't name an official song. What, what's your What's your I outcast song? You got. What's that? Till I collapse. That's right. To right. bring me to life by Evanescence. <laughs> no, oh, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Okay, that was your that was your good. That was a good one, sir. All right. That's good. That's a solid three song run to close us out. I feel good about this. Thanks, guys. Thanks for humoring me. Well, I do well actually I do appreciate that none of you brought up the diarrhea song because <laughs> we had a whole conversation beforehand and I was sitting on like pins and needles and like like son of a bitch, they're gonna they're gonna say it. They're gonna do it. They're gonna And now it's you you're embarrassing yourself now, Steve. Yeah, it's more it's it's easier <laughs> for me when I do it to myself as opposed to if you guys would have like Fair. I've actually said, like, you know, it would be really funny if the Packers played the diarrhea song. <laughs> so just very, very quickly, I sent this to Dusty and Sarah the other night was a peek behind the curtains of my life. Of I was sitting at dinner with my wife, my four-year-old daughter, and my almost one-year-old son, and my wife and daughter were singing the diarrhea song, and it's just <laughs> so ridiculous. And what a, just one of those things that it, it's hilarious, but I still was like, it's a, it's a dinner table. Come on, like it's a dinner table. It's not oh, we this time. A dinner, but no, they they were enjoying it, and uh, Sarah and Dusty were having a good laugh about it, and Sarah actually. <laughs> um, was legit crying before had us both in tears had us both in tears because of the word diarrhea so it was the context of which <laughs> it was used i'm we, not like i know i'm young but i'm not like six where if i hear the word like i just bust out laughing but it was the context and nah, it was, it was good. yeah <laughs> uh just so to get everybody to laugh the one version of the song that my daughter does know so if you imagine a little four-year-old girl singing um, 
when you're climbing up a ladder and you feel something splatter diarrhea. So there you go. She <laughs> as a see. I always do those go-to line. I always do the sliding into. For that? I like that if you sliding into first and you feel a sudden burst. Like I know oh, the base, the baseball version. I know. Oh, I, know the, I don't know the ladder one. That's not been. Is there a millennial version to this that we don't know, or does, do you just know those two lines? Yes, Sarah. Do you have a do you have a diarrhea version song that you know? Like a no. I honestly <laughs> hadn't heard of it until I looked it up last night. This generation, this generation, Steve. Oh, this dude, generation. We, okay, and now you also have to uh, tag her on the Chappelle show where he gets the choir <laughs> to do it to sing the diarrhea song. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, no, that's good. We got a we'll tag, we'll tag her on that one too. So. All right, we got you got a lot of homework to do tonight, sir. Oh, yeah, I was gonna watch TV after this, but I guess I'm just gonna watch all these uh, videos. Eat some, eat some Oreos, listen to the diarrhea song, and then listen to some of Dusty's songs. You know, well, Wednesday we night. You know, you know what you do on Wednesdays. Have a good Wednesday. That uh, that I think that should officially wrap us up. That's um, it should. It should. That should be about everything. I think we covered about as much as we can. We will be back next week. Uh, as always, we will break down the Packers. We will break down stupid stuff that nobody needs to hear about. But mm-hmm. hopefully, we uh, hopefully we bring a little joy and a little humor into your life. So we normally we try to have as much fun as we can with this. So especially in the off season, there's yeah. nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. But uh, Dusty, Sarah, it's been fun. We'll guy we'll catch you guys next week. As always, catch Dusty on Twitter. You're at Dusty Evely at mm-hmm. Sarah Kelleher. Four. Four. Okay. I was going to say one, but at Sarah Keller, four at Steve Perhatch. And then make sure to follow us at the Pack of Day podcast. We will be back for Sarah, for Dustily. I'm Steve. (laughs) Nailed it. Go Pack Go. One kick away from the NFC Championship game from the 41. Left pass mark. 51 yard. Field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick to the upright. Green